Hello everyone and welcome back to the True North Racing Podcast. I'm your host, John Morrison. This week on the program we have Jeff LaFlemme, a mini stock racer out of Barrie, Ontario area. Before we get into this week's interview, we are going to have a quick word from our presenting sponsor, Jomo Media and Promotions. Alright everyone, just before we jump into this week's episode, I want to talk to you about our presenting sponsor, Jomo Media and Promotions. Jomo Media provides race-ready promotions to bring you and your team to the next level. We provide weekly updates as well as providing off-season, mid-season, end-of-year write-ups for your team. On top of the write-ups, we have photo and video opportunities as well. For more information, contact us at jomopromos at gmail.com. That's J-O-M-O-Promos at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and follow us at Jomo Media. All right, you guys, like I said, just before we got into this week's episode, um, we just heard from Joe Media and Promotions. Guys, we are in getting into the crunch here of getting back into race season. Um, I hope everyone's cars are getting ready. I hope uh, uh, all everyone's uh, programs are coming together. I'm hoping we have a full race year this year, guys. Um, I will be spending most of my time at Flamborough Speedway with the Young Drivers Canadian Vintage Modifies as I do their media for them. Um yeah, so they, uh, uh, I know behind the scenes of that, of the, if you're a Young Drivers Canadian Vintage Modifieds fan, we have been working hard on getting our stuff, uh, ready, um, everything's coming together, it's looking really good, um, I'm excited for the, uh, I'm excited for the 2021 year, to be honest with you, uh, I love these cars, I love going to the track with them, on top of, uh, that, I'm hoping I get to go out to Southern Ontario Motor Speedway, and check out Ohana Acres Racing uh, as I get to work with them, and hopefully come up with a come up with some things. Um, I'm hoping to be working again, once again. Actually, I'm pretty positive I'll be working again. I'm uh, I'm hoping, as I said, uh, to be working with uh, a buddy of mine, Logan Dillon. Logan is a good friend of mine from um, Friendswood, Texas. He is uh, he drove a micro sprint in 2020, and he uh, captured two championships last year. And I'm I'm proud to say I was a part of that, and it, in a um, in a spirit sense, and the fact that Joe Mamita was on the car, um, yeah. So that's uh, that's I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how both those guys do in 2021, guys. I'm still looking for guy uh, for drivers on my roster. If you guys are willing, if want to work with Joe Mamita, let me know. Hit me up, guys. I do. I do this podcast. You guys have a guaranteed spot on it. Um, I do pictures. I do videos. I'm hoping to start a Jomo Media vlog where I, um, if you work with us, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to do a vlog for a day and kind of just follow you around the track and uh, do some interviews, get some, uh, hopefully get some in-car shots as well, uh, out-car, out-of-car shots. Um and just hang around you and just kind of be a fly on the wall for your team for the day. Yeah, so if you guys are interested in that, let me know. Uh, hit me up. Uh, message me. I'm always available to talk. Uh, doesn't matter day or night. Um, I will talk when I have a, uh, have a minute. Um, yeah, so we're, like I said, I'm looking forward to the 2021 year, guys. Uh, hopefully some, I'm hoping some schedules come out soon. Um, I know, I think it was Merrittville or Humberstone dropped theirs a few weeks ago. Um, I'm looking at, uh, uh, as long as fans get, get to go back to the track, 
I'm going to try and hit up as many tracks as I can this summer. Um, it's always been a dream of mine. I've always, I've only ever been to Delaware, Sobble, Flamborough, um, Sunset to watch races, uh, crewing I've been to, um, really only Flamborough, Varney, uh, Delaware. Um, yeah, so I hope to, uh, get out and check out some more tracks. Um, racing is a big part of my life. Um, yeah, let's just hope everything gets back to normal in 2021, you guys. Um, yeah, they, uh, so yeah, we're going to go, we're going to jump into our interview here with, uh, Jeff LaFlemme. Uh, you know, it was a good interview. I was very happy with it. Um, uh, you guys are going to learn a little bit about Jeff and, uh, uh, in the, so when I record him, I record him about three weeks out. So you're going to hear a little bit about a mini stock draw that he did. Um, he did do the draw. One of the cars got picked up. One of the cars is still for sale as of me recording this right now. Um, so if you guys are looking for a mini stock, as long as it's not sold, head over to me, uh, message Jeff LaFlem on Facebook. I'm sure he'll be more than happy to help you guys out and get you set up with a ride. Um, in, in the mini stock class. So yeah, it's, uh, um, so yeah, we're going to jump in right now. So let's sit back, relax, and let's go racing. All right, guys, this week on the true North racing podcast, we have Jeff LaFlem on us with us. Uh, Jeff, how are you? I'm good. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Thanks. Uh, I want to thank you for jumping on with us for this week um, and get to get the fans to get to know a little bit more about you. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. And I'm here to answer any questions you guys may have. <clears throat> Sounds good. Uh, so first off, let's let's start about uh, how you got into racing. You are a bone stock slash mini stock driver, correct? Correct. And so where I got are you in, from? I live in Innisfil, Ontario. Okay. I and got into bone stock racing about two years ago now. I used to be an avid snowmobile collector. So I used to have, oh, Jesus, 12 or 13 snowmobiles. Oh, and, wow. And I posted one for sale, and uh, some guy out in Peterborough Way messed me up if I wanted to trade for a race car. I did that, and my first race car was a Pontiac Sunfire. 2002 Pontiac Sunfire and I did the trade sold all the rest of my snowmobiles and then been racing ever since so you can you know, almost could say that was like the best decision there right yeah yep uh so wh- how are you liking it I love it I love it it's, it's so so fun yeah it's just the rush you get when you're in the car you basically anything you have in your mind you have on it and then you strap in that race car and then it's all gone. You're like, mine goes blank and you're just there to drive. Yeah, exactly. Um, so just for the, just for the folks who may not know who, who you are, whereabouts do you race? I race, I, I live five minutes from Sunset Speedway. Okay. So Sunset Speedway is my home track. That's where I have most of my seat time in. Yeah. How do you like that track? I love it. I love it. Um, it's, it's obviously one of my favorite tracks because it's, my hometown. Um, I did a lot of laps at Varney and I started to fall in love with it last year just cause it's such a different track. And it, I think it helps like improve you as a driver out there. Yeah, for sure. And then, and then I did, uh, Flamborough and Peterborough last year too. And those, those are challenging tracks too. Yeah. 
you kind of go from a high banks i I almost say a smooth track such as sunset and you kind of go to a rough track in varney so you kind of uh dabbled your feet into uh every single track here in ontario almost except for grand bend in delaware i haven't been around there those tracks or or sobble haven't raced on sobble yeah so that the i i can sons or um sobble would be a lot of fun I, I I can admit to that one. I've I've watched a lot of races there. That's that that that'd be a fun little track to run. We uh we took my Mustang there. Uh, was it two years ago now or last year when uh, they did that summer showdown? Yep. When I had uh, Dylan Holmes driving for me, and okay. we went there with the Mustang. Didn't do any setup, nothing to it. We just a last minute decision. We went down there. I think he finished fourth, and so yeah, we had we had good time there. Yeah, so you currently race in the bone stock and the mini stock. Uh, what what car do you drive in the bone stock? So the bone stock division, I drive a 2010 Chevy Cobalt. Okay, and that's the yellow one. I think you just posted for sale, correct? Correct. Okay, and then in the mini stock, you drive—is it the two car or? Yeah, so the mini stock, I, I've I've only driven it, I think, three or four times now. It's the my Mustang. Okay. I own two Mustangs. So uh, the two car I've driven about four times. And then the 16 car that I bought the end of last year, I, I raced once at okay. uh, Flamborough. And then uh, you just recently bought the 17 car from Kevin Bridges. Correct. Yes. So now I'm going from a rear wheel drive mini stock to a front wheel drive mini stock. Is there a lot you're learning about the car to make sure you are able to compete, like understand the difference between racing with a front wheel drive. Like I get that with the Cobalt, it is front wheel drive, but it's, I feel like it might be a little bit different. I, I've never driven a front wheel drive mini stock to, to be able to even compare. I know, I know my Cobalt, we got it turning really well. Um, obviously I need to improve as a driver. I don't have the seat time like a lot of these other guys have, yeah. but I had a blast out there. Uh, the thing with the Honda is, I have Kevin Bridge helping me. So oh, he, he's, he's willing to help me anytime he can be available. Um, and you're going from an open disc to a welded disc. So I don't know if that's made any different for me. Uh, 400 treadwear tire in bone stock to 200 treadwear pretty much Falcon in mini stock. So I yeah. imagine there's going to be a, a bit of a difference. But in mini stock, the car is probably going to stick a lot better than a bone stock. Very, yeah, probably very much likely, yeah. Um, so in 2021, where are you kind of looking forward to as a driver? What are your goals going into 2021? It all depends how COVID stands out. What happens with COVID? If, if COVID sticks around, then we'll race wherever the racing's happening. But if the sunset's going to do a season, obviously we're going to focus on there because it's so close to home. But I also enjoyed what Varney did last year, and I had a blast doing that. So if that's even if that's an option this year too, I'd do that again. Yeah, for sure. Like uh, I, I completely understand being at least you're five minutes away from the tracks. So like it's nothing, nothing for you to go to sunset. Whereas if you have an off weekend, why not head over to Varney, right? If I had an off weekend, I think my track of choice to head to would be Flamborough or Peterborough. Yeah, they're those just, are, they're those just are a couple lot of tracks. Yeah, it's a lot. They're, they're so fun. Varney's like a fishbowl. So, running at sunset and then coming to such, such, track, such tracks as Varney and Flamborough, 
and even Peter Rowe, what kind of competition difference have you noticed between the three tracks, between the four tracks, really? Um, that, that's hard to say, too, because when I, when I first got my Sunfire in my first year, when I did my first full season in racing was, I think it was 2019 when I did my first full season. And Sunset was rained out the first opening night. So we, we packed up at Sunset and we headed to Flamborough. Yeah, and, and I happened to I blew up like within the first couple laps of practice out of Flamborough being there, so I didn't really have good luck with that track until till this year. But the competition, no matter where you go, there's competition. There's a lot of good drivers out there. You got to be on your toes to keep up with these guys and girls. Yeah, for sure. Um, man, it's <laughs> uh, what I'm trying to think here. Uh, <laughs> I had everything planned out, but now I'm just kind of blanking on what I was going to say there. Uh, no <laughs> um, so kind of going, uh, jumping, to, or kind of going back here, you, you've only been racing for a couple of years now, and you've probably got one of the top cars in, in Kevin Bridges' cars here in Ontario, and that, that's definitely not a small <laughs> undertaking. There's, I feel like there's going to be some pressure on you now to kind of perform in it. Yes, 100% there will be some pressure. Um, not only have guys that have messaged me, congratulating me, sending me messages saying, if you can't win in that, you might as well give up and all that stuff. Like, yeah, that, that does get to you. And, and I totally understand where they're coming from because I'm going from a, a mid pack car to a car that finishes at the front every night that it hits the track. Yeah. And then you currently have two mini stocks that you're doing a, a, a raffle for, correct? Correct. Yeah. I'm raffling them off. How can people get a hold of that if they want to enter it? Just go to my Facebook page. Um, I think there's 16 spots left for it. You have to search Jeff Laflamme on Facebook, and you can find it there and comment or private message me on Facebook, and we'll get you a spot and get that filled up. And those are a couple of solid cars you're actually raffling off there, and, and I've even been tempted to buy a ticket just for the hell of it. Um, I don't yeah, know. No, they're, they're great cars. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I always, I've never actually driven a car before, like a race car before. And I just, it's, I've done a couple of those raffles where I'm just like, you know, I'll just throw my name in there just to see if it happens. But I'm always like worried that, like, what if I actually win? Like, how am I actually going to do this? Yeah, it's funny, funny how you say that because I'm, anybody that knows me, I'm the type of guy that likes, likes to help people out. If I can, if I can help you out, do some laps or whatever, get in a car. I'm down to, and I think a raffle is the best way to do that for not somebody that has like a lower budget that can't afford to go spend the 10 grand or whatever to buy a car, like hundred bucks, 70 bucks to do a raffle. If you win with that hundred dollars, you're getting a salt, like you're getting a car for a hundred dollars or whatever yeah. the ticket price is. Right. Yeah. And you can't really go wrong with, with raffling cars off, especially in today's day and age where, the kind the cost of the cars kind of keep going up and no one wants to outright buy them, but to raffle cars just seems so much easier to do nowadays. Yeah. Uh, I've had the raffle up just before Christmas. I put it up and we're all, we're almost full now. So we're almost ready to give them away to some lucky winner. Yeah. And ho hopefully you're able to do this. Hopefully actually not going to lie. Cause I, I really hope that the, the 16 spots fill up here pretty soon, even before your episode drops uh, of this episode uh, of the podcast. 
So I'm, I, hopefully by by the time your podcast drops, someone's wa- walking away with a brand new or with a race car. So yeah, uh, hopefully. I hope I hope so. it happens soon. That way they can get it ready and get prepared for when opening season comes, whatever track they're gonna run at. Yeah. Uh so in twenty twenty one, what are you are you gonna stick with your car twenty four? Or your, the the number twenty four on your car or are you switching it up? No, I'm gonna stick with twenty four. I started with twenty four, I'm gonna keep it as long as I can. I'm um, kinda curious I, how you came up with that, like why did you pick that number? Probably like any other person that picks twenty four. I was a Jeff Gordon fan growing up. Yep. Um, and I don't. I ever since my dad was too, and ever since a kid, it's always been twenty four. Anything I do, twenty four. My email's got twenty four in it. Yeah. That's just my number. Hockey jerseys, twenty four. Hey, there's nothing wrong with picking, especially uh, picking a number the same as as a as a NASCAR legend. There, you know. Yep. Um. Are there any big events? Oh, obviously, because none of the tracks have really announced what their intentions are for 2021. I guess some of them are just waiting to see what uh, what all happens here. Um, is there any track or event that you're looking at uh, that you might circle on your calendar and be like, I want to hit up that place? I would, I would love to do um, a race at Grand Bend. I've I've heard good things about it there. I've never been down there, but I'd, I'd love to try it out. Yep. Um, if if we can make it happen, I'd love to race at sunset on Saturday night. And if my bone stock don't sell, take my bone stock Sunday down to Grand Bend every Sunday and run down there. Yeah. But if if we can make that happen, if the logistics of it works, it works. But nothing really in the plan. Frosttoberfest is a big one. Autumn Colors, obviously, we're going to be there if they have that. Um, velocity. Yeah. I usually have uh, my crew chief, Mike Robson Jr., run all the uh, big events like that, like okay. invitationals. Yeah. He helps me on the cars, and I let him run the, the invitationals when he wants. Okay. Uh, so, kind of tell us about a little bit about your team now. Like, what uh, what consists of your of of your t- or who who are the people that help you the most to get you to the track each week? That's all I have. I have Mike Robson Jr. He, he's my number one guy. He's there, helps me whenever I need him. His son, Michael, another, another great guy, good, good kid. He wants to actually uh, get into racing too. Um, I got Ken Brown. He's another, another guy that comes out and helps us. Um, oh, put me on the spot here. Hopefully I don't forget any names. Uh, <laughs> James Potentier. He's been with me since the beginning. Uh, he doesn't come to the track much. He does have his own bone stock, but he does he doesn't come out much. He's more behind the the scenes guy. Yeah. Um, I have Ernie Farmerton. He does all my motor stuff. Um, obviously my wife and kids they help out any chance they can get. Um, I think I think that's it. Um, Charlie Smith. He's uh he's new this year, so he's helping us out this year too. Uh, Chris LeBaron, when he's not working on his car, he's usually over helping, helping with ours. Yeah, I have a, I have a solid, good group of guys helping me. Yeah, for sure. Um, we're going to jump into our fan question period right now where we have, uh, we actually got someone who did ask a question. 
Um, and their question, dang it, just <laughs> just hit a button and just sent me away from where I was. The question was, got to scroll here. There it is. From Johnny Johnny Richard McIntyre the third. What's oh, the hardest? <laughs> what's the hardest part about being a driver and an owner of a race team? Oh, the hardest part about it? Yeah. Uh, there's nothing really hard about it if you're the one, only one driving. But when you have drivers driving for you, then it then it becomes a little tough because you gotta you gotta race your own race and do stuff to help you, but you also gotta help your driver too and give him what he needs to be successful and win races. Um, I, there's not much difference in it to be honest with you. I, I'm in it for racing, whether I'm driving or I'm just an owner. I'm doing it because I love racing. Hey, nothing wrong with that. So we want to thank Johnny for submitting that question. Uh, remember, guys, submit your questions online or when you when you see our post up on Mondays uh, for our featured guest that week. Uh, Jeff, we want to thank you for answering the questions for us. No problem. Uh, it's always it's always fun getting the fans involved and and letting them have kind of like not a voice per se, but maybe asking some questions that are kind of like they may not get the chance to actually ask you because they never get to meet you or see you or just because like of logistics, right? Yep. So it's always fun to uh, have them uh, submit questions for those. Yeah. And Johnny's a good guy. He, uh, he came and crewed for me at Peterborough. Oh, okay. So I know, I know Johnny pretty well. So Going into twenty one, or so I'm going to jump back. Where we kind of, I've kind of like sped this up a little bit, but we're going to jump way back. Um, because you said that you ever since you were uh, younger, you were you were a Jeff Gordon fan. Uh, when did your interest started peaking in in auto and stock car racing? I've always been involved in stock car racing ever ever since I was young. We've we've always had season tickets to Bristol. Okay. So I I was going to Bristol every year, and I've did um did the Richard Petty driving experience at uh uh out in North Carolina. Um so I, I've always been in, in been involved in in a big in a big way, whether okay. in the in the pits at a NASCAR track or even at sunset drinking in the beer garden. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've always been a racing's always been a thing for me. So you've been going to Sunset for quite some time then, eh? Not as not as much as before before I was racing, like before okay. I started racing, I would go not as often. Like I'd go, I don't know, maybe twice a year to the track and watch the racing. Yeah. But obviously now that I'm in the racing, I go every year, every weekend. Yeah. Um, so in 2020, you raced at Flamborough and I, and um, in the mini stock division, correct? Yeah. Or did you also yep. bring the bone stock out as well? No, the bone in twenty twenty in twenty twenty the bone stock only ever went to Varney. Okay, and the minis rank came to Flamborough. Yes. Okay, how did those races turn out for you? Better than I thought. Like for never driving a race, rear wheel drive race car, I think I think I did pretty good because uh, we had nothing in our plans last year to even get the mini stock out, like even show up at the track. Okay. Um, Rick, it was planned that Rick Walt was supposed to race my must, my Mustang, but he was just so busy with work. He never got a chance to get here and get the car going. 
Okay. So the Friday before the first Flamborough race we went to, the car didn't even have a motor in it. Oh, so wow. we were up, we were up till uh, four or five in the morning, Friday or Saturday morning, getting this car ready to go. It was a brand brand new motor. Ernie just built, rebuilt it for us. Never, never even turned it over. Um, we, we showed up at the, at the track, not even firing it. We pushed it off the trailer and Paul Maltese came down and helped us get it going. And that was the first time the motor ever fired. I put four brand new tires on and I went out there. And I think I started, I started near the back and I, I drove up to like sixth or eighth and then I overheated and I had to pull off. Okay. It, now, obviously that, that was like a big swing for you to, by the time you guys were done, you guys both just loaded up and start heading out, eh? Yeah, I think we got like an hour, an hour and a half sleep because I think I think we left around nine thirty in the morning. So by the time we packed and in the shop, we were yeah. the crew came in the house and slept where they could sleep, and we were up in like an hour and a half. A lot of Red Bull was consumed that day. Oh, I can imagine. And yeah, we went. We went and did it. Uh, parked right beside J.R. Fitzpatrick too. He was racing the car that I just bought off Kevin. Okay. So it was cool to talk to him and get him, see him race that car. That was one of the big stepping stones that made me interested in that car is when he wheeled it. Yeah, I think he uh, finished second that race. If I'm, if it's yep. the day I'm remembering. Yeah. It was. Uh, Will Gibbons won it. I'm trying to think. Was that the September race? Uh, I I don't remember to be honest sure. with you. I'm trying. I'm just trying to remember that. I think it was the September race. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it was the September race. Because there was also yeah. the ban there. I think. Yeah, it wasn't Frost Oberfest. I know that Kevin yeah. drove it at Frost Oberfest. Yeah, so it must have been the the, the early September race there. Yeah. And even the, even then, like, yeah, like I, I I watched a bit of the mini stock race. I I'm there with the with the young drivers, Canadian Vintage Modifieds. So of course my okay, attention's cool. on, my attention's on them. I do their yep. media stuff. So that's anything vintage modifieds you see on Facebook or, or especially on uh, Instagram or Twitter. That's typically me. Facebook you see John Carley, myself, and a couple other guys posting as well. Oh, uh, nice. So my attention when I'm at the, when I'm at the track is on them. But I, I I love racing. I've been going to the track for uh, consistently for 12 years now or so i want to say 12 probably about 14 years now um so seeing so i I always got to try and make sure i catch a little glimpse of uh, all the racing action so i kind of know um what's happening throughout the race so that way i'm not if something's happening happens in the pits later on i'm like oh i wonder why that happened it's like oh okay i know what happened yeah yeah Um, and you've never had a chance to hop behind the wheel of a car sorry you never had the chance to hop behind the wheel of a car? I had one, but it was in, in a race situation. Ah, like a practice. It, it wasn't even a practice. It was kids ride night at Flamborough. Oh, okay. I used to be a crew chief for uh, Superstock there. And okay. he, didn't, he didn't want to go out. So I was like, I'm like, do you want me to take the car out? Like, I was like, he's like, yeah, sure. Why not? Go out have some fun. I'm like, all right. That's, that's sweet. That's the only time I've ever been behind the wheel of a car on a track, driving anything. And in X amount of years, I've actually dri- uh, been going to the track. So 
that's probably so like I got um uh, I got the pictures from the photographers um uh taking a picture as the kids are climbing in the car and uh the driver's mom uh actually got a picture of me coming out of turn two and you can like it's through the fence but like you can clearly see it's me behind yeah. the wheel that thing so like, that's one of my favorite pictures I actually have of that that's cool um I would love to like I I want to get behind the wheel of a car before it's too, before I get kind of too old to to really care about it if you know what I mean yep but yeah who knows where the future holds what it lies in the next you know a couple of years right like you never know if I put a uh, put some money towards your uh, raffle I could end up walking away with a race car yeah hope I the only way to get a chance is if you buy a ticket, right? It, exactly, right? It's just like playing the lotto. If you don't want to – yeah. if you got a chance, you got to play, right? Yep. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, – I, like I said, I love, I love going to the track. So, And the mini stocks put on a hell of a race each time. Even the pure stocks, they, the bone stocks, they put on a heck of a race each time. Um, so kind of ra- – uh, without knowing much, uh, where do you see your racing career kind of going? Do you stick? Do you plan to stick in bone stock, pure stock, and and mini stock, or do you plan on moving up to something else? I plan on moving up as high as my budget will allow me to. So my my goal is obviously one day is APC. Okay. But I want I want the driving experience first. For sure. Like, I'd hate to be the guy to go out and buy a car tomorrow hit the track and wreck someone or ruin someone's day because I just don't know what I'm doing out there. Yeah. So I want, I want to do it right first. Totally understandable. You always got to start off, uh, start off small and move, work your way up. Right. Yep. So kind of, if you kind of laid out a, um, a timeline time. Yeah. Timeline. Uh, in how many years do you, do you kind of hope, that you can reach a goal of being of making an APC start. Well, I, I couldn't even put a timeline on it. It all it all depends how how we do and how confident I become as a driver. Yeah. If I if I go out this year in my mini stock and feel comfortable and succeed and do well, I'll probably I'll probably buy a street stock and slowly merge everything over. Okay. But, it's hard. It's hard to tell. I plan on going through division by division. Yeah, I'm not going to leap over a division just because I can. I'm I'm going to do it right. And that's understandable though, because you see a lot of guys jump from mini stock straight up to late model and behind the wheel. They know what they're doing, but it's still a big jump going from a almost a compact car in that sense to a full to almost a full size car, right? Yep, and that. A lot of the big grief I get right now for getting rid of the Mustang, and I understand where people come from. They're saying, "Why would you get rid of the rear wheel drive car to get a front wheel drive car if you want to move up?" Yeah, I I don't want to I don't want to race a mini stock to finish mid pack or in the back. And I honestly think for a mini stock, Honda or Neon's the way to go. Yeah, I just don't think the Mustangs are the way to go anymore. They may have been at one time. I just don't think they're going to beat those Hondas. It's just the way the rules are kind of laid out, I guess. Yeah, no, yeah, not even that. I think the Mustang stuff being harder to do or 
so hard to build and all that. Like I'm doing a budget for a budget. Like for me to build a decent, like competitive mini stock motor for my Mustang, you're, you're seven, eight grand. Yeah. For my Honda, like the Honda I'm buying off Kevin, get a motor, drop it in and go. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't do much to them. And that's, uh, and, and I guess that's kind of on the, the carbureted versus um, fuel injected, I guess, there in the A. Yes. Because it, I don't know much about that stuff. It's my crew that does. I, I don't know much about cars at all. I'd be the first to admit that. I really don't. <laughs> I, let her, I, I either pay someone to do anything or I get someone that knows what they're doing to do it. Yeah. Uh, that's where I would think it would be is, is if, it, especially if it's a carbureted versus non-carbureted, it's easier to maintain, I guess you could say, with a fuel injected, right? Yep. So, uh, and yeah. you know what? I don't blame you for passing some work off onto people who know what they're doing. Cause I've been around guys who may not have known what they were doing and just shipped it off to everyone. Yep. Or they would try first and then maybe mess it up. And then, and then it's like, Oh, we're going to ship it off to someone else. So. Yep. And, uh, I, and I got the sponsorship in the back and behind me to be able to pay that little bit extra to get somebody to do it right. Instead of half, let's all say half assing it. Yeah. And that's always good to have in the budget too. It's just in case it's, it's something that's out of your reach to be able to call up someone and be like, Hey, listen, I'm doing this. Not sure what else to do from here. Can we ship it over? And, and they're like, yep, sure. And take a look at it. And you know, a week later you have the car back. Yep. Well, you got to think of last year in my, in my bone stock or pure stock racing at Varney, I went through three motors. I blew three motors up in my, oh, wow. my bone stock. I, I blew two up. Mike Robson Jr. blew one up. So now, how come they blew up? Like, is there a reason they blew up? Was it over overheated? Okay. So we had overheating issues, and they just got hot and blew up. Okay. And that's never fun replacing motors, uh, uh, especially on a, especially after blowing nope. them up, because it just kind of feel, it makes you kind of feel like a. Uh, you put in a lot of work to, to go racing and then just to have it let go on you. And yeah. Have you guys been able to figure out the heating issue on it or no? Yeah, we figured it out. It was in the, in the wiring for the fan. So it was causing, there was a short in the fan wire. So it would run at like the beginning, but once the motor got to temperature, the fan would quit. So then you're running with no fan. Gotcha. So then it would just, just overheat. And I'm the type of guy that just because it's hot, I'm not getting off. I'm going to finish her whether she blows or not. That That's just who I am. Yeah. And you know what, though? The, you don't have those kind of people anymore where they're just running wide open until it blows up, right? Exactly. So it's it's kind of nice to see a, a, another driver like that. It's only money, my friend. Yeah. If you're not <laughs> spending it, you're not having as much fun, right? Exactly. I did, the way I see it, I didn't, I didn't drive all the way to Varney from Innisfil to let a fan switch or a fan ruin my night. I'm going to get the most I can out of that motor. If she blows, it blows. At least I gave her a solid shot. Yeah. And, that's, and there's nothing wrong with that too, right? Exactly. Um, so... Uh, just trying to think here. <laughs> um, 
so in 2021, uh, we talked about some of your goals. We talked about – so actually, you know, we really didn't touch on goals too much. Um, if there's a full season, COVID's gone tomorrow, what are your goals for 2021 as a full season at Sunset? If I, if I don't – if my cobalt don't sell and I still have it, my plan as it stands right now is I'm going to run both divisions. Okay. I, uh, so Sunset got rid of their NASCAR. Yep. So they they don't have they're not NASCAR sanctioned for next year. So I'm going to try to run for points in both seasons, both divisions. Sorry, Bone okay. Stock and Mini Stock. Um, my goal for Bone Stock is obviously win any any time I can. Uh, uh, sorry, Bone Stock. My goal for Mini Stock, I'd be happy with Rookie of the Year. Okay. Um, I know I have a car that should do a lot better than Rookie of the Year. If I can figure it out, yeah, it'll it'll all depends how I, how it is when I first get in that car. Yeah, for sure. There's Are a lot of heavy to... hitters at sunset. Yeah, there there's a lot of you can never really count out. You almost have five or six guys who could win on any given night. Yep. Um, yeah, well, if you think of it, you have you have Sam Shaw. She's always a contender when when she shows up, no matter what track she shows up at. Yep, that's like the only, one of the only Mustangs out there that are fast, like competitive. They they figured out their stuff with those cars. Yeah, they you have. Ty Seaboy, he's in a in a Honda also. He'll be quick. You got Chris LeBaron coming out in a brand new Honda, uh, pretty built by Will Gibbons. He'll be quick. I'm trying to trying to think who else you have out there for full time. Um. Josh Bowen, if he races, if he gets a car, he'll be quick. You get Cameron McGlashan coming back in a Mustang. Can't count him out. So you got you got good five, six guys that can go out there, girls, guys and girls can go out there and win each night. Yeah. And that's and that's on some like stuff uh sorry, stiff competition up there too, with how also with how that track is built too. It's meant it's it creates that passing area with a, with an outside group, right? Yes. So yep. it, it makes it more racier to, to have that more of a side-by-side action, more competitive action, right? Yep. Yeah. It makes, makes it, makes it more fun. Oh, I can imagine. It's always fun watching those races and, and seeing some guy, uh, someone sticking on the outside because uh, on most short tracks, you, they're they're not bit, they're not built for to have a high groove. They're built for single file. If you want to move me, you got to do it one of two ways. You got to outrun me, or make either make me make a mistake, or have or me move you out of the way. Yeah, exactly. Sunset's not like that. You can pass high or low. Yeah, and sometimes it's better to have your car set up for the high line, so that way you can have that run sort of off the. Uh, off the top there to get that run going uh, to beat them uh, down into three or into turn three or turn one. Yep. So yeah, that is yeah. You can't can't you can't count anyone of at sunset in either division really. Yeah. No, you can't. Well, and another guy I forgot to mention. Um, you got Matt Boys. He just bought Andy Cameron's car, so you can't right. count him out there. Can't count him out there at all. Yeah, and. Unfortunately, Andy had some issues with that car, did he not? Like, he, he just had – it was more or less gremlins between him and that car than, than anything else because that's a quick car. 
Yeah, I honestly, to be honest with you, I have no, I don't know. I, I, I don't even think I've ever looked at the car in person up close. Yeah. I just know, I know it's a rocket ship whenever Andy gets into it. Well, whenever Andy gets into anything, it's a rocket ship. Yeah, exactly. He put, he, he's a master of his craft and he, he can make some of the best cars go fast. Yep. I've been, when I'm at work and I have slow time, all I've been doing lately is watching him drive that Honda around that round sunset just to see what he does. I just, I've got hours and hours of videos. I've just watched him racing around just to try to learn what he's doing because I'm switching to Honda, right? So I, I need to know these things now. Oh yeah, for sure. And so are you looking to keep the car roughly the same and then just kind of like wrap it yourself or like, are you going to leave that nose cone on there? It's staying the way it is now at Kevin's. Okay. We're literally going to, when I, when I pick it up from his house, it's literally going to have the wrap ripped off it and it's going to either go right to the, the place for, to put my wrap on or it'll come, depends when I pick it up, it'll come to my garage and, but it'll be pretty much ready to race. Nice. And so you're going to get us, you're obviously getting your own seat put in there and, and you got some work to do before it really hits the track. eh? Nope. I got it with the seat. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. I bought, I bought the seat off him as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. I went up there on Saturday uh, to pay him and uh, get fitted for the seat to make sure it fits. And, Kevin's a tall guy, and I'm shocked I fit in it, but I'm very comfortable in how it's set up right now. Oh, that's good. I guess that's the number one thing besides raceability is, is comfortability as a driver. Yep. Because you, you want to be able to race fast, but sometimes you just got to be able to feel comfortable too, right? Exactly. Uh, so, you, like you said, you were watching some racing. You've been watching racing uh, at Sunset a lot to kind of – study and and get your get your um to understand exactly like how honda would react to to sunset um is there anything else you're doing in the off season to prepare yourself for next season i racing i got i i race all the time okay what what are some of your favorite things to uh to race on i racing um i race on most of my racing on i racing is done with rick walt okay so i i learned from him on there um, I'm part of that, uh, Grisdale racing series that's starting up. Yep. Uh, they actually had a practice race tonight that I, that I missed to do oh. this. So, Oh, sorry. No, that's okay. That's okay. I, I, I didn't realize that they were doing that tonight. No, it's, that's what I didn't know either till like the other day. Okay. But no, when I make a commitment, I stick to it. That, that's definitely going to be a fun little thing to do with that iRacing deal. Yeah, it, it's a blast, and it's it's more realistic than you think. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been wanting to get iRacing to kind of dabble my to get myself dabbled in 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 racing in general. So that way, if something ever happened, I have more of a, a mindset of to understand it. Right. Yep. Do it. it. It's it's fun, and it's something us guys can do as in the off season. So right now, yeah, we race with each other all pretty much all year because. When we're at the track, we're racing real cars. When we're not yeah. at the track, we're racing on a, a simulator against each other. So we're still always talking to each other and racing with each other. Oh yeah, and I've been I've been watching more and more iRacing stuff since oh since March there since they since they did that um 
since they did that iRacing deal with uh, with the NASCAR Cup guys. Oh, that was fun. And I've and I've been catching myself watching more and more of it to the point where like, like I've I've I I have myself a wheel now. I have uh, uh, my computer. I don't think will do what I needed to do for iRacing. So until I get a better one, I'm not really gonna jump on that server. You I won't unless have, you try. I I have I a start, Mac right now, so. Yeah, I started out on a 2013 MacBook Pro. Okay. I and I have a I think it's a 2017, I think 2017 or 2018 or so, um, just an iMac. Okay. So, I I if I, I, I almost started downloading uh Windows 10 so that I can operate it. Yeah. And then I I think I, I think just before I did, I was like, what am I doing? I don't even have anything for it yet. So like I kinda like yeah. stopped that for now and then you know, Best Buy had a great deal on the on the Logitech uh G twenty nine wheel. So That's the wheel I use. <laughs> it's a good wheel. Like holy crap. Yep, force feedback and everything in it. Oh yeah. I uh I race online on PS four. Okay. So I, I'm I'm in I'm a part of a dirt league um on NASCAR Heat Four. And we're gonna be moving to Tony Stewart here in a couple weeks. And I was finding I was having way too much difficulty with the controller on the dirt. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm like, if I'm gonna continue doing this, it's for shits it's for shits and giggles. It's a Sunday night thing. You know, I race I race with guys all across the states. Um I'm I'm the only Canadian in that league, surprisingly. So, um, they they always joke whenever I end up winning some money from it, saying, "Ah, oh, <laughs> the Canadian got it." Oh no, no, you want to hear the best one? We yeah. ran a July July fourth race. There was a I think it was twenty bucks on the line. For, I didn't I didn't know this at first, and it was uh, the person with the fourth fastest time got twenty bucks. For the for the July fourth race, and the Canadian wins it. <laughs> Did you do put, that on purpose? I didn't know. I didn't like because we can't really t- see how fast each each guy is is right. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I heard I heard something about fourth fastest or whatever. I'm like, you know what? Let's just gun for it. I didn't really know exactly like why they were throwing out twenty bucks. I didn't realize at first it was uh, the July fourth race that we were doing. And <laughs> he's like. Jomo, Jomo, I need your, I need your, uh, I need your uh, uh, address so I can send you the twenty bucks. I'm like, all right. And he he messages, so I message him and I'm like, here's my address. And he's like, he's like, you got to be kidding me. I'm like, what? He's like, the Canadian wins the July Fourth race money. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh, that makes it even better that the Canadian wins it. So. That was uh that that was that was uh that was one of the funny moments from it. Yeah, I've never I've never gone on and did the the NASCAR heat stuff. I have a PS4. My son plays it all the time, but I was never a big fan fan of it. It's it's not as fun as you think, but I find the dirt. I find the dirt makes you feel like you're driving more short tracks short track stuff. Yeah. So like. I'm hitting the chip going into the corner. I'm not having to actually counter steal on, steer on the dirt, mm-hmm. but it kind of almost reminds me of like a super late model racing or, or, or okay. pro late at Flambro. 
you get really hard on the gas. You hit the chip, you know, four or five times going in the corner. And I find like they slip and slide through the corners. Mm -hmm. I find that's exactly what I'm doing on the dirt on NASCAR heat. Okay. Where it's, there's not as much counter steer, but it's, it's all about where you kind of set your car, place it, and then it just drives off. Yeah. So I feel like if I got iRacing, when I, when I ho- I'm hoping this year I get iRacing sometime soon. So Yeah, cool. you might let me know when you do. Out. We'll get on and race. Sounds like a plan. Um, I, I, got, I, got, I don't think I have anything else to, to ask you. Is there anything else you want to throw out there? Um, I guess I can thank my sponsors that have been with me since the beginning. Yeah, for sure. Go uh, ahead. I'd like to thank Big Yellow Bins. Uh, they've been with me since the very start. Um, Local 793, uh, my union. Uh, RPM Race Parts. That's where I get all my parts I need for racing. Um, Georgian Bay Woodworking. Uh, they're based out of Collingwood, so they're big, big supporters of mine. Auto Trim and Barry, he does all my wraps. Um, one Stop Heating and Air Conditioning in Barry. Um, he's, he's a new sponsor this year. Uh, Archer's Eyewear in Barry, they're going to be coming on board this year. Um, I know I'm missing a couple. I know I am. Unless I'm looking at the car, I can't think of it off the top of my head. <laughs> but yeah, those are, the, those are the main ones for sure. Uh, Grounded Electric, he's a he's a big sponsor of mine. Yeah, so I got I got I got the right people to back me. Now I just need to go out there and prove prove myself. Yeah, for sure. Um, in twenty twenty one, as long as we have uh, proper full seasons, I wish you nothing but the best. I hope to see you in that Honda up front each week at Sunset or wherever you end up racing. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it, man. Hopefully, I, I, I'm planning to come up to Sunset soon, or uh, hopefully when there's racing going on there, um, uh, to grab some pictures and whatnot. Uh, hopefully, some videos, because uh, I already promised uh, Jonathan Vay from the Pure Stocks there that I'd be coming okay. up. So, hopefully, I was actually uh, at Jonathan's house tonight. Oh, were you? Yeah. He's uh, his episode drops next week. Next week? Next week. Next next Wednesday. Okay, cool. January twentieth, his his episode dropped. So I, I, I he he yeah, he recorded uh mid December there. So I, I it was it was a fun conversation. So if 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 you catch us on Apple, Spotify, and Google, you'll you'll catch a really good interview with him. Sweet. Yeah, I listen to it all on Spotify when I'm at work. Awesome. Thank you. Hey, thank you for listening, man. Yeah, no problem. I've listened it, to every single one so far. It, it it means a lot to me to 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 have guys like you who who race are are even listening to it. It it helps me out so much to keep doing this. Hey, kudos to you for doing this at all. There's not many options out there that talk to us short track guys. Yeah, I, that's what I want to do. Is I want to keep it short track. I want to keep it local. I want to somehow, some way, end up making it more of a um, a national sort of deal, um, getting local guys like local to their area guys, and uh, kind of trying to get this thing as big as possible for all the local guys, all the small guys you don't really get to hear about. Yeah, 
because those are the guys who make up the who make up the sport the most. Yeah, it's always it's always the little guys, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to thank you well, for coming on. Let Sorry, me man. ask you one question first, quick. All right. What made you uh, start doing this podcast? Who got you into this? So that's actually a really good question. So my first guest, if you, uh, was Logan Dillon. Logan Dillon, yep. Uh, he's he is a buddy of mine. I've known him since pretty much I got my PS4 actually in in uh, April, May. There, I think it was May. Um, met him through NASCAR Heat, running NAS- the dirt stuff on NASCAR Heat Four. Mm-hmm. And me and him created a friendship, and I I told him like, yeah, I'm gonna start Joe Media uh, and promotions, and just kind of like, I want to have a different outlet for the local guys in my area, especially to have more of a voice. Mm-hmm. And I've listened to Door Bumper Clear um, from Dirty Mo Media from Dale Junior's thing, and I've listened to the Dale Junior download. Mm-hmm. And I knew we needed something like that here in Canada. Not even just talking to the NASCAR guys, such as DJ Kennington, uh, you know, Scott Stackley, Alex Tegley, any of those guys. But I felt like we needed someone to talk to the grassroots guys yep. and get to know them because I'm finding less and less of, and this isn't a shot at drivers or anything like that. I hope you guys know this. It's, I'm seeing less and lar- less and less car shows. Mm-hmm. Where a lot of these guys would show up on a Saturday morning to their sponsors, have the car sit there till you know one two o'clock, and then head up to the track. And that I found those were one of the, some of the best times to get to know the driver, get to see the car more up close and personal. Because sometimes after a race on Saturday, you kind of load up and go home. And I felt like it was just a way for you know, the drivers just to kind of get out there more to thank their sponsors, to, to see how they're doing, to talk to them and just kind of have more of a, a personal connection with, 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 with the fans. Yeah. So that's, and that's kind of what st- gear spearheaded all this. And then I, I just kind of snapped my, my brain kind of snapped in October. And I was like, I got to get this done. I got to start this now, or I feel like I'm never going to start it. Mm-hmm. Jomo Media was started in, in uh, June and it took me till what November I think it was November to finally get this podcast started okay so I felt like I needed to get it started now so like I have in that time frame I upgraded my computer because I was just running off a crappy old laptop that was like six, six years old mm-hmm. um, very slow so I was like this it's not going to do Picked up myself a new computer, picked up myself a boom mic, so that way it's it's anything I may do sounds better. Um, started learning the craft a little bit more. Started figuring out what I can and can't do, and that I was like, Logan, I need you for an interview Tuesday night. He's like, All right, sounds good. And, and that's where it started. Pretty much, yeah. He that's cool. he he got me onto it. I sponsored him in Texas. I sponsored his. Uh, micro sprint deal um last year and i told him that the, the part of the deal was when i finally get this podcast going he's my first guest and when i finally got my desk i got my computer i got my boom mic i got everything i needed 
called him up and was like, guess what? Tuesday night, this is what we're doing. He's like, sounds good to me. Awesome. So and I, I listened to that interview. It was a good one. Yeah, he's a, he, he's a good friend of mine. He's actually at the Chili Bowl this week. Oh, is he? Oh, oh yeah. He, uh, last night, he played uh, cornhole with Ryan Newman. Oh, sweet. Oh, yeah. So uh, that's sweet. He, he told me I need that's to come sweet. down to Texas and see him. So. Yeah, that, that's awesome. But that's how I got um, started, and that's and I I, I got to thank the drivers for or like like yourself for reaching out and be like, hey man, I want to come on. Yeah, I, I'm always down to talk. Um, people got to think it's not only the drivers. Without the fans, there wouldn't be drivers. Exactly. So it's not not a lot of people know this, but my favorite thing to do is the fan appreciation night. Give yeah. the kids candy. Um, I actually give I actually give the kids markers. And let them sign their names on my race car. Oh, nice! So at the end of the season, you you'll always at the or after um, the fan appreciates tonight. You'll always see black marker of kid names all over my race <laughs> car. Get gets the kids involved too. Gets them excited because then when they're in the stands next time, whether it's the next weekend or a couple weeks later, they recognize the car and they're like, "My name is on that car." And I think I think that's really cool. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like. uh Guys have done. I think, uh, if I remember correctly, Jonathan Vay was telling me that he got once he hit a thousand followers on TikTok, he was gonna put each of their names on his car. So like uh, somewhere small on his car. That's cool. So I'm not a I'm not a fan of TikTok. I I, I have no use for TikTok, <laughs> but I, I I do like that idea that Jonathan has come up with. Yeah, that's it's cool. uh it, it's it's a small little gesture for like. It, to me, it's always that small little gesture that may make someone else's make someone else um, may make someone else change their mind on how racers are. Yep. Because I find if you tell someone you're a stock car racer, the first thing they think of is a hick from you know South Florida or not sorry from not from Florida but like from the south of the states. They don't really necessarily think of someone who could have any job possible here in Ontario or Canada or wherever they're racing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really cool. Like I've, I've had, a, I remember the, the one experience I had, I was on my way home from work and I, I always wear my big yellow bin sweater hoodie and yeah. I pulled off to get gas at the on route on the 400 there. And this, um, this little girl and her mom were, in front of me pumping gas and the little girl's like isn't there that car at the racetrack and i was like yeah that that's me i drive the car that that was cool that she remembered just from looking at a logo yeah so and her just to get to talk to her i thought that was really cool that was like a highlight of my racing career as you would call it yeah and that's that's exactly what we need too is we need those to help grow the sport, we need those young people to kind of identify with 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 the cars, right? And and to see the drivers and to to get them involved more. Yeah, exactly. And that's uh, that's what I've noticed is that, like, especially with the fan appreciation night, those are the best nights to to be at the track because you get to meet a lot more people than than you ever really think of sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or you nothing's, catch up better, with someone. nothing's better than the smile on a kid's face when he gets to sit in my race car 
Oh. And I always joke with them. I always say to the kid, if you could start it, you could drive it. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard like that it, a few times. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's fun. It's, it's a blast. That, that's what I do it for. My, my son, he, he loves it. He, he can't wait, even though it's just a mini stock or whatever, but he can't wait to go, to go to school and tell his friends that his dad drives a car on, on weekends. Yeah. Like even he wears my, my, kids. my he wears my team shirt like, yeah. and he wears it proudly to school and it, it's a good feeling and it's what keeps me doing it oh 100%. even though so I, I i got two kids myself and and they understand that i i go to the racetrack to to do a lot of work and they they love the fact that that i get to go to the track and they they the times that they do get to come they do have fun Mm-hmm. So, uh, like they they've they've been to fan appreciation nights. They've been to, they've come when I've been working on race cars. They've come when I've been just hit up a practice day as well. And just to see their their faces when they're watching those cars go around is just it is it, just unbelievable. It's a great feeling. Oh yeah. On a on a caution lap, it's really cool when when I'm going slow and I'm driving around and you see my son there waving. <laughs> uh, checkered flag and it, it it's a good good feeling and next year hopefully he'll be in a junior late model so he'll get to experience that too for himself so yeah it's definitely definitely a good feeling oh yeah well i think that just wraps us up for tonight sounds good uh jeff i want to thank you for coming on it was a pleasure talking to you for the last little bit and uh i hope uh, all our fans here get to uh Hope they learned a little something new about you. Perfect. If there's anything else anybody wants to know, just private message me. I'll be happy to answer any questions anybody wants to know. Sounds good. All right, thank Jeff, you for, for doing this for us. And you you be safe. Will do. You as well, all right? Thank you. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Yep. Bye now. All right, you guys. Once again, I w- that was Jeff LaFlem. I want to thank Jeff for jumping on this week. Um it was a great interview. Uh, that was a that was a cool little switch there at the end where he decided to ask me a question. Um, I'm hoping to do more of a full episode uh, in the coming weeks here, maybe depending on um, who we have for guests coming up. And if we have kind of like a down week, I'll make up an episode of um, a little bit about me and my background in racing and why I decided to do this podcast and why I decided to start Jumbo Media more. Um. Yeah, so I hope you guys are gonna enjoy that. That was a kind of a little, guess, a little snippet, snip, snippet, snippet, <laughs> snippet as to what you guys can expect on the episode when it does drop. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to that. Uh, see if anyone's got questions um, about it, about what I do, what I like to do, anything like that. Don't be afraid to drop some messages. I will be more than happy to answer them on the program when I do decide to do that. Um, so yeah, uh, Jeff bought a new car there. He bought the 17 of Kevin Bridges. So he will be running, um, sunset speedway mini stock division in 2021. As long as we do have a season, which I really hope we do. I hope if, uh, and, and if we're allowed to fans come back, um, I want, I'm reaching out to the fans here. I would love for you guys to come out and support. Uh, let's try and pack the tracks when we can. Let's try and support 
any aspect of a racer we can the tracks the promoters let's make sure when we see them we're able to give them uh maybe a a six feet away high five (laughs) that we appreciate everything that they do for us that we as racers do have a spot that we can go to that we can go and race and we can hang out with our friends and and enjoy some good old competition um I want to thank all the promoters who have all the promoters, all the track owners. You guys do an amazing job year in and year out, no matter how much grief the racers give you, the fans give you, you guys give us a place to come and race. And it would be an absolute shame if we lost any one of you guys, um, because it feels like a big part of our family has left us. Um, you guys are the backbones of our community of some of our communities here. You're the backbone of the racing community because without you guys, we would have we wouldn't have a place to go race. We'd be taken to the streets like they used to, and so yeah, I want to thank all the tracks, all the promoters, and even the race, all the racers, and all the fans who get, who come out each week and put on shows. All you guys play a big part into why we do what we get to do and come to the track each and every week. Um. So yeah. Uh, weird little bit of tangent I just went on there Um, but yeah you'll get to catch Jeff LaFleur at at, uh, Sunset Speedway in 2021 maybe maybe he'll do some traveling um, depending on what the situation looks like Um, yeah guys so that's it for me this week Um, as always uh, thank you guys for listening thank you guys for checking out the True North Racing Podcast Hopefully, uh, I don't have anyone lined up for the next week. Uh, maybe that's when I'll do my guest one. I don't know. Uh, I got some things in the work. Typically, I like I said, I do record these about three weeks in advance. Um, this audio that you're hearing, the 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 audio of the interviews are about three weeks out. Um, and these parts are kind of added when I can, when I have a minute to do it. So don't be afraid to. Uh, it maybe something's happened. It's just because they're they're done pre-recorded. Um, I'm hoping to get back into more of a that uh, the week I record with the guests is the next day is we do have a podcast dropping in, so like it's all just fluent. Um, I felt like I got ahead with this to try and and uh, I think I tried something and I don't think it worked the, the best the way that I wanted to, um, which is fine because that's 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 how you do you have trial and errors. So you got what you guys might see here soon is more of a uh, everything done in a week, where I do have a guest Tuesday night record Wednesday night Wednesday morning that podcast is dropping. So we might go back to that. Um, if like I said, if anyone, uh, any racers, any spotters, crew chiefs, uh, crew members, uh, owners, car owners, track owners, track promoters, if anyone wants to come on the podcast, please just message me i'll be more than happy to bring you guys on i would love to have you guys on um so yeah please do not hesitate to reach out to me please do not hesitate to um uh contact me if you guys want to be any part of jomo media as well uh yeah so that's it for me for this week guys thank you once again for listening my name is john morrison you guys are listening to the true north racing podcast brought to you by jomo media promotions We will see you all next week.